In a world of magic, mythical heroes, savage beasts, and servants of the dark powers, one couple will regale us of the tales of their journeys through the mortal realms. Coming this season to a path of glory near you, this is the Dudes of Sigmar. Welcome to the Dudes of Sigmar. I'm Damon. And I'm Roma. Hey, dude, can we chat? Can we chat from the traditional territories of the Clayt Lake tonight? You bet we can. What's on the menu tonight? Tonight we have our wonderful friends and guests today, Michael and Robin. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hello. All right. All right, this isn't going to work. i got to pick this up. I was going to get a terrible neck ache. Uh, as I think our dear listeners know, we've got a two-mic setup, so when we have guests, it gets a little tricky, but we'll make do tonight. Uh, Robin, have you been on before? Yes, I have been on. Um, we talked about girl power everywhere. Yes, we did. And Sisters of the Storm and how she's been inspirational for me to get started playing Age of Sigmar. And we know Mike's been on. Yes, he has. Mike is um, inspirational as well with his list building and his fire slayers. So Mike and Robin are going to Vegas with us and we're all very excited to go. So I thought today we'd talk about what our lists, well actually what their lists are going to be. It's not about me today. It's about Michael and Robin and what are they playing and then we'll talk about our doubles and what our, uh, what our armies are going to be. Yes. Um, so the big push is on now for Vegas. Um, I'm trying to paint. Mike's nodding here. He's got a ton of painting. Um, and depending on that list, I see you've changed it up for about the 400th <laughs> time, and now there's more models on the painting table. Yes, I, I have. I'm sorry, dude. But when Ionis came up in the, um, in the app, and then so did the Black Talons, I kind of got creative. So anyways, it isn't about me today. So Michael, do you want to start? Tell us about what you're planning on playing at LVO, and how excited are you? Uh, I am super excited. This is one of my favorite events that we get to go to. Um, it's just a lot of fun all around. As for my list, uh, I don't know. I was trying to figure out how to do something a little different because Fire Slayers are lacking in the uh, speed department. Uh, with this new GHB, it's a little harder to get some of the battle tactics. So what I took, I took the Wizard Fighters of Andor Battalion and a Warlord Battalion. I, keep I, had, I took a Auric Rune Master with the uh, Voltile Brazer so I can chuck my Molten Infernoth that you love so much, 24 inches. Oh my goodness, that thing is scary. I'm going to get it one day, Michael. Is that the... Um, um, invocation. Invocation, yeah, okay. Yes, well, in, uh, what's his name? The new guy in the dragon, he'll, he'll help you. Yes, I'm so excited. That's my favorite part about Ionis right now. All right, and then I got a Auric Flamekeeper. He has, I believe, yes, the Pouch of Nullstone Dust, a uh, Auric Rune Father, who's my general. Uh, he has the leader of the Dari Dazzle, and a Nullstone Enhancement, the hand-carved Nullsidian icon. Uh, the icon lets him dispel as a wizard, and the leader command trait allows my allies to be affected by my Fire Slayer runes. What did did you listen to the latest Meta Watch? No, I did not. Um, the dude from GW is strongly hinting that they are not happy with um, the the null part of the GHB. Um, 
they didn't like the way it's working. It's not powerful. And basically, not many people are using it because it, it's like, weak AF. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was uh, hinting strongly that that might get a bit of a workover. So oh, that's so exciting. But that wouldn't be before LVO. Oh yeah, that <laughs> that's gonna come in the next probably month. Wow, Hairs, that's yeah. great for you, Michael. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> Because right now it's all I can take because I don't take wizards and, you know, I, I just feel real lacking in this new GHB. Um, but next on the list is my Battlesmith with an Alcidian icon who dispels spells on a 4-up within a 12-inch bubble. My final hero is the new Grimhold Exile who I gave a draft of Magmaltail so he can double his tax once per game. Which leads us into battle line, which is a unit of 20 Volkite Berserkers with shields and pickaxes. And two units of 10 Hearthguard Berserkers. Oh, uh, those, th- yeah, they're pretty tough. <laughs> I, I, I picture your whole army, like your army looks beautiful. It's beautifully painted. I love it on your display board. And it's scary. These little dwarfs are scary. 40 models that look exactly the same. They don't look exactly the same. You're just being racist. <laughs> <laughs> a unit of uh, reinforced Sky Wardens f- to actually take advantage of my runes. They're little balloon boys who move oh, 12. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a ton of attacks and damage too. So being able to once per turn give them plus two movement or once per game give them extra rend or mortal wounds on uh, sixes to wound, just things like that. Are they shooty or fighty? Both. Oh, lovely. And then a unit of three engine riggers. And the exile, the Grimhold exile, the Sky Wardens, and the engine riggers are in the wizard binders. So they can float around and kill all the wizards. Is your grand strat something along those lines? Uh, no, actually, my grand strat is, I believe, Masters of the Forge. So I have a invocation on the table at the end of the game. Not unless you're playing against Cryptborn. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get within twelve, and then at the beginning of his turn. Yes, I wonder how many, are, how many people will be playing LV at LVO with uh, INS Cryptborn. Uh, well, Stormcast aren't any longer number one. I think they're number two in the overall sort of player. Slaves to Darkness took over number one. Yeah. And I mean, he's pretty good. He's rocking good. I want to. I would been thinking about putting him in my fire slayers just because he has so many handy buffs. Like you don't get the um, those commands. Um, what do you call it? Where you don't run. Oh yeah, yeah. Inspiring presence Inspiring and rally. Inspiring presence yes. and rally. Because yes. the one thing my fire slayers are good at is killing things. But when you bring them back, then I'm kind of hooped. Right. So having something like that around there, I don't know, I might give him a shot once. So Michael, so we'll go to Robin next and just find out what her army's going to mm-hmm. be. And then we'll talk about the battle plans and how you guys both prep for LVO. Okay, I'm playing the same list I played at the tournament in August. Because for me, I find if I can make it not so hard to remember what's happening when then I'm more successful. So uh, I took Stormkeep this time uh, because I really like shooting and all all my shooters never stick around till the end of the game. Uh, And I have a hard time holding objectives. So that has worked out well for me. Excellent. Um, 
So I have for my heroes, I have Bastion. I took Gabriel because I have a unit of reinforced fulminators and he gives me a free charge reroll. Excellent. I have the Knight Relictor because I hate the Molten Inferno. Yes, Robin and I, the Sisters of the Storm. You've traumatized a lot of people with those, Mike. How do you feel about that? I feel fantastic, and anybody who says they're overpowered can, uh, I'm not going to say it on air. Now, uh, just a quick question. You can take two, um, like, I, yeah, I could. That's a spell. I really have this dream of making a list of all the things I really hate to play against, which is Go Tract, Gnashing Jaws, Molten Infernoth, so far, are top of my list. Yes, I agree with you, Robin. Mm -hmm. Can you ally in uh, some Dwarden priest and then just do that? And I don't think so. You can't do. Um, you can't do what? Inc whatever those things are called. I as do an ally, I believe you can ally in invocations from other armies. And when you ally in any of those fire slayers, you don't get all of the abilities that they have within fire slayers. I actually was looking into that when I was going to do the belt match against Michael. <laughs> Is there a regimental renown that comes <laughs> with a with? Because then you could. Because I know you can ally in like Zinch's spells. I'm not entirely sure. We'll save that one for the FAQ. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I have Night Relictor. I have two um, Lord or er, Night Encanters. Ooh, that's really good. Which they is, can, yeah, yes. Yeah, they can auto dispel. And that's how, has that helped you quite a bit, Robin? Yes, because it helps me deny tactics. Yes. Mostly, is when it's mostly been effective. Uh, one of them has the Celestial Blades, and the other one has um, Merciless Blizzard. I love Celestial Which I Blades. have to say, I really thought I invented the name Blizzard Wizard myself. And <laughs> I was really disappointed to hear that I actually was not the first person to do that. But anyways, uh, then for Battle Line, oh, I have the Lord Castlant 2 to buff up one of my units. I think I usually put him. I have a unit of Reinforced Vanquishers and a unit of Vindictors. And you've been doing well with that list. For me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been working pretty well for me. I feel like... Um, well, you said you've almost beat Michael. You have beat him a few times. Yeah, he was <coughs> sweating in our last game, which is good. She almost creamed me last game. Yeah. That is excellent. High five. So I'm giving yeah, my sister you. the storm a high five. That's amazing. So I could not get my grand strat against him. Or usually anybody, but <laughs> what is your grand line. strat? Uh, I oh, forget what it's called, overshadow or something. Right. Maybe I think. Okay. Um, yeah, I so. find that one is a little difficult when you look at all the armies that have so many reinforced battle lines, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people with five battle lines that they choose to use. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a tough one. Is it my turn? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I've been mulling around. I've made a couple changes recently. I'll be playing Slaves to Darkness uh, this year. Uh, I've been loving Theridans. Uh, I think at 150 points, Theridans are one of the best things in the Slaves to Darkness list. So I've got two units of three. Um, I've taken some heat for this choice. The Centaurian Marshal is my general. Uh Yes, he can be, with uh, Horfrost on him and the flaming weapon, he can be devastating. And he's got, um, he fights twice. Um, so he can do a ton of damage. But often I find that he's a great, um, like he's a great back screener, 
screen blocker or uh, leave a pocket and then just be there to catch whoever drops into the pocket. Um, like a storm cast? Yeah, but like not a six pocket for six cats, but you know, something just a little bit smaller in case you get sloppy. Um, and he's fast enough that he can grab like some of the battle tactics, like some of the board edges, and if he has to get it for out, then in. Uh, Lord Kark uh, remains just a fantastic disappointment. He sucks <laughs> so bad. Uh, but uh, I have finally figured out how to use him to activate the knights. And last night against uh, our dear friend Matt, uh, I had a sweet, sweet chain of fight. I, the Kark, the knights, and then some Varengard fought one after another. And I still didn't kill that stupid zombie dragon. Fuck that thing. Not, not until I busted out the blizzard for the second time. That thing ate two blizzards to the face. Uh, I've got a unit of 10 Chaos Knights, great tarpit units, uh, two chariots for screening. I don't think my chariots have ever done a single point of damage. Like, they do damage on the charge. I agree. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, I, they, it, like, they're fours and fours for everything. I, I honestly don't think I've ever done a point of damage with the non-charge damage. Uh, ten warriors for hanging in. Varengard for uh, some extra faster kill than the Theridans. Uh And what's winning me the games right now is two sorcerer lords and an exalted hero. They stand in their little tri uh, triad. I'm playing Kabbalists. So they're getting off mega dice to cast the big spells that I need. Um, and it's working. So I'm feeling pretty good. It's not, it's not a... I don't think it's even a four and one. But it might be... Might be two and three, might be three and two. We'll see. All right. And I see you've got the Gaunt Summoner. No, that's not oh, the you Gaunt Summoner. That's your chariot. Oh, right, right. Okay. He just looks like Gaunt. Give me your bit. chariots. It's 240 points for three of them. That's really good. It is good, but. <laughs> They're great screens. Like, they move 12, they do impact hits. And they do take up a lot of space. That's amazing. And if I throw, what really works is if I can um, have a spare demonic speed to throw on them. So I roll 3d6 for the charge, and I'm rolling. So if I get, I don't know, uh, what average 12, 13. Um, and then if I get a third of those. So if I do five mortals on a charge, which is a little higher than average, but that's pretty sweet. I mean, it's no Stormcast Chariot, but it's it's solid. Sure as hell points. isn't. It is no Stormcast Chariot. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why you get three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so great list. So what do you guys think? Do you think that playing the same list many times gets you gets you ready for LVO then? Are you just going to play the same list? Or are you going to try to change anything up? Or is this your final list? Well, I'm probably not going to pull a Damon here and switch in another month. Um, I'm going to stick with this list and see how it goes. I have another list I really want to play, but everything is um, less than transportable. I'll put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> so I don't want to take it to Vegas and have it all be in a million pieces. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my list. I forgot to say I have the Vigilers in there. I had oh. the Chariot, and I'm not sure. I wasn't doing real well with my Chariot either. <laughs> I need to copy you. No, I wasn't. I took it out for the Vigilers. You but know, maybe I, now, maybe I think I'll try it again. I don't know. Yeah, I think once you practice, like I know the Chariot works well in my Karazai list. It didn't work well with the Celestin Prime that I was trying, but then again, I, I wasn't really feeling um, Celestin Prime in my list but anyways, we're not talking about my list. <laughs> for once. <laughs> yes. So here's a question for you, Michael. Uh -oh. 
how do you, so when you're going to LVO, what are you thinking when you're, because we get the battle plans ahead of time. So do you kind of have a plan ahead of time or do you just wing it? Um, I'm, I'm of the wing it category in most scenarios with Warhammer, but uh, since Robin started playing, um, we started playing them ahead of time. Um, initially, she wanted the experience playing the missions, and but it was invaluable for me as well. Like it, Just playing the missions at least a couple of times was way better than just showing up and like, yeah, let's see what happens, which is my usual tactic. <laughs> I agree. I I've been as we play more and more of the missions, and I get more and more familiar with the GHB. Like that game last night. Like I okay, I get this now, having played because I didn't get Tundra the first time, or Towers in the Tundra, but having played it a couple times, I understood it, and so I didn't have to devote as much mental energy in the game to try and figure out how he's going to win that. And Robin, yeah, yeah, I was going to say as a new player, no, I need to like have a plan ahead of time because otherwise it's too much for me to think about and I'm forgetting all sorts of my abilities, all these things that I just keep forgetting. So I need to prepare ahead of time. Exactly. I feel the same way. And I also think that um, with those train rules and trying to remember all of that at the same time as you're trying to learn that battle plan, it's nice that we find them out ahead of time. I think we found out, what was it, a month before? I think it was about a month before, but we yeah. played a bunch of them uh, in the league before then. So it was a I kind of have a feeling. What do you think? What do you think the five are going to be? Risk risk won't be on there. That's way too controversial. That's an excellent question. I'll have to look them up here quick. I think they're going to have limited resources. Yep. I think they're going to have power flux. I think they're going to have lines of communication because they usually have one that's one of those that isn't going to really cause a lot of, like someone who's new can easily play that one. It's not very complicated. I was going to suggest lines. I do not like power flux. I don't like power flux either. Uh, I like ice fields. Ice fields. Uh, that's an interesting one. That's yeah. the no run one, right? Yeah. Yes. But it's got like six objectives. Well, the ones you guys just played in the league, Towers in the Tundra. How do you feel about that one? I like that. that, yeah. I wasn't too sure about it, but once I practiced, played once, and then when I actually played it in the league game, I, I liked it. I feel like that's a um, that's going to set up some really hard wins and losses. Like I, I it p particularly for the coalesced, just the few mo the list that can put a couple really nasty ass monsters. Um, just that was tough. Uh, I had a hell of a time trying to budge Jesse's. Um, yeah, Stegodons and Bastilodons off two um, two objectives. That's rough. Okay, but think about the opposite here, where you face a um, the other version of uh, Seraphon, where they're all magically focused, and their their whole plan is to sit in the corner and blast you. Now they have to move up onto these two objectives in the center. So it'll be interesting. Um, I actually like the uh, Geomantic Pulse as well. Oh yes, yes, that one. And that can be a high-scoring one. That's when you played last night, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Goes across the table. Yeah. I love yes. that one. It's uh, that's the one that's the league right now. And Robin, you're playing against David. I'm David, yeah. And I'm playing Josh, and we play. For you're, I think you're playing Thursday. We're playing this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. and nice. we're playing this Friday. So, <laughs> yes, I I need to practice it once or twice more, and then I'll be ready for you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> night hunt. Here I come, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I need to prep my cue cards. <laughs> 
practice and prep. I like to also, last time when we went to LVO, I printed out the battle plans and I kind of had an idea of where I was thinking about an initial deployment. And that helped me because then I, you know, as I'm getting nervous, first time playing, I, I stayed focused a little more. Dude, you didn't print out maps. You had What you brought looked like something out of an NFL playbook. You had <laughs> arrows... It was like half an inch thick. It was bananas. I'm surprised she didn't have like the little uh, quarterback flip book <laughs> yeah, on her exactly. wrist. Well, yeah, I, I copied so. that strategy for the last tournament and it took so much pressure off when you're like, you're very aware of that time limit and you're like, oh, I don't know. Should I deploy this guy over here yes. or over here? So I planned it for what what tactics I was going to try and get each one. Excellent. Match and how did it work, Robin? It worked so much better. Yes. See? No, I mean, I... Uh, that's not a a terrible idea, and I I may even take some of that this time, just because again the order of the battle tactics you've talked so much about putting that down ahead of time. Um, it, you know, it saves time not having to think about it. You can develop a flow of the game going after them. I'm going to start doing that actually. I find that when I'm not focused on the battle tactics and planning them in my head ahead of time, I don't do well. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I found the biggest thing actually uh, last year in Vegas was that half my opponents didn't read the uh, tournament package. Oh. And so when it came to doing the terrain, um, you, you were supposed to roll all of them up and then place them on the table. Everyone's just like rolling for each individual. I'm like, no, you, you're supposed to roll them all, divide them up, and then it's even for, well, oh. you can set it up evenly. Right. And then the other person gets to pick the side, right? So. Is that standard? Is that what should be happening? Well, that's what that was in their tournament pack. That was their rules for setting up the all that stuff. Because they have the map on where you need to put the train. So when you play a game and you're setting up the train, do you place it strategically for yourself? No, I just make sure it's balanced. That's what I do as well. And that way I can just be lazy and stay on my side of the table and not move. <laughs> So here's a here's a trick. Here's just a quick glimpse inside my head. Uh, if I get defender, I will give a s what I think is a slight disadvantage to the person on the side of the table they're already standing on, just because 99% of the time people, if it's similar-ish, people are like, eh, it looks good. But if I, if I think like a, a horde unit is going to need a bunch of space mid-table to play, I'll just subtly mm. just shift it a little bit more. Sometimes it bites me in my ass. But I can't think of one time that somebody has actually looked at the table and flipped around to the other side. So I always gamble and, and take the chance and, and play for a slight advantage and train setup for me. How long have you been doing that? Last four games that you've won? <laughs> I'm sure there's absolutely no no relationship there. Okay, just, just wondering. That will be going in my cue cards, yes. I mean, some of us don't need those advantages, but, you know. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. So, Robin, are you, so you're going to be doing the battle plans, prepping it out? Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. Same here. And <laughs> trying to practice all of them <laughs> before we go so mm -hmm. that we're ready. And, and trying to practice. I'm hoping we could some practicing with some people with different armies, right? Like yes. 
play the Fire Slayers a lot. And yeah. I still can't win them. So I just <laughs> want to avoid them. I'm so done with um, Nurgle. <laughs> and now it's all Slaves to Darkness. There's been a lot. And there's so many different Slaves to Darkness lists as well. So that's kind of exciting. To be fair, it's a safe bet. You're probably not going to face any Fire True. Slayers. True. It's not exactly a popular list. I've got a game against uh, Marathi and the Bow Snakes coming up. And I've never played them. Snap. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Good luck with that. Scott started it. And, I mean, they're not crushing the meta right now either. But um, I... I I've kind of always wanted to see what all the fuss was about, so I'm looking forward to getting that game in. I feel like part of why they're not crushing the meta is due to uh, being a very linear build. Like, you're either going to take Marathi and the Bow Snakes, which is easy, simple to play, or you're going to take, like, what Dale took, where it's just a ton of Witch Elves. And um, what are those things that he took? The big shrine things the avatars of game oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, i don't know the, his army seemed pretty interesting but the standard marathi and the bow snakes seems kind of boring to me well and not I th- if you like shooting <laughs> i think that's uh, you know i think i th- i think that's a big part of it is that the the top tier players got bored uh of just playing marathi and the bow snakes and they went on to play something else so when you see like some of those guys are grinding like tom guan um, Phil, those guys are grinding a lot of games, s- racking up a lot of wins. And if they pick whatever army they're playing, I would be curious to, to see. And then you've got, a, of course, the copycats, because after Tom showed up with his four, what were those ogre cannon things? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly they went out of stock and no one could buy them anymore because they were the hottest things in sliced bread. Um, th- the impact that the top end players have on the meta, the copycat lists, uh, I think when they move on to something else and they get all the the groupies that follow them, I, I just don't think that I don't think they're I don't know I'll find out, but I suspect they're it's not that bow snakes are any worse. It's just people got people bored of them and they're just they're not fun right now. They're an older book. There's other sexy things to play. All right, so next we'll get into our doubles tournament. Before we do that, though. We're going to go around and say, what do you think? How well, how do you think you're going to do at LVO this year, Michael? Why do you got to start with me? Um, okay, so the past two times I've gone, I've gone three and two. I'm hoping that I can improve that and go a four and one this year. Yay! You know, I mean, there's always the hope you go five and oh, but you know, if I go five and oh, I have all these resin printed models and I won't be able to play in the top 10, so I may as well just go for a four and one. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, I'm going for a one in four. <laughs> Because I really wanted to win one game last time, and I unfortunately did not. So, I think you'll do well this if time. If I win one, I will be like, yes, improvement. Excellent. I think you'll win one. I think you will, too. I think you might win more than one. You're really Thank good. You. You're really good with your shooting. Like you're, yeah, you've but got I haven't got done. any shooting in this list. I know. So well, five little vigilers, but. Yeah. But we'll you see. would be very strategic with your five vigilers. Yes. Uh, Dude, I only won one game last year, didn't I? Yeah, I want to go two and three. I, I haven't won two games, so that's my goal: two and three. I want to go with my lucky number: three and two. Three and two. It's a good number to shoot for. Yes, it is. I'm so excited. I know it's going to be so much fun. Yes. So doubles. So sisters of the storm and you two. <laughs> <laughs> and the two chuds to the side. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the arm candy. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 
So maybe we'll start with Robin and I. So Robin, what is your thousand point list? And then I'll let you know what my thousand point list is. And then we're going to strategize on how we're going to work our list together to make sure we crush it. I like that. The Bowmore Brothers. Oh, that's a good idea. Very nice. I have like five doubles list made pending your approval. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because you have a lot of things that you do really good. And so I'm just going to try and somewhat help not totally bring you down. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the list that I brought tonight um, that we're going to play after, I don't think that actually will be the list that I'm most favoring. The list that I've got that I kind of think might work well has one encanter one relictor a unit of reinforced vanquishers which i've just i've really kind of been liking those guys nice a unit of reinforced fulminators and a unit of inductors oh we are going to crush it and they're storm keep so i thought i can hang back yes try and hold on to some objectives try and dispel one spell and you can do all the magic and Perfect. Killing. So to complement that, I will have my... Six cats. <laughs> I was counting on the six yes, cats? Yes, uh, I will have my... fine fellow yes, over here. Yes, and, she's, and we're pointing to my Griff Charger, my Lord Arcanum on a Griff Charger. Mm. Uh, battle line will be Sequiturs and Fulminators and six Dracolines. And then I have Call for Aid. So that's have an additional 110 points, really. Me too. I have Call for Aid as well. Nice. Yeah, I think that we'll practice that, and I think it's going to work. We're going to work really well together. I'm so excited. We're going to have fun. Okay, handing it over to Dude. The Bowmore Bros. I like that. Yeah, boy. Okay, what what you got, Mike? Uh, I've been deciding between two lists, but the one I think I'm going with is the one I did bring tonight. Uh, I call it Go Trekking. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Why would that be, Mike? Well, I'll let you know. Uh, my leader is an orc rune father. He's my general. Um, game the Axe of Grimnar and the leader of the Dawadazi again. Uh, two units of Volkite Berserkers with sling shields and picks. Uh, a Doom Seeker, just to fill in points. And, of course, Gotrek Gunnarsson. The man, the myth, the legend. So you've got the Killian covered and the bodies. Uh, my end of the deal is going to be more magic because I'm playing the Cabalists again because I'm not bringing extra models for this. It's got to come out of whatever my 2,000-point list is because travel. Um, so I've got two units of uh, three Theridans. Again, I think in the 2,000-point format, they'll be even killier. Um, some chariots for screens because... Quite frankly, I run out of points. Five knights to help. So I'm going to do the front-end grab objectives, I think, with this, because it's kind of fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just out of spite, I've got um, two jacked-up wizards, one with uh, wiz- uh, the blizzard, one with um, hoarfrost, um, and ravenax, just to top it all off. So i got some magical mayhem going on. Nice. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You guys are going to have... Those sound like pretty tough lists. So how do you guys synergize? Like, I don't ever hear you guys wanting to practice together, strategize together. You guys just wing it. And I'm just wondering how, like, do you guys do well with that? And you don't even coordinate what you're wearing. Yeah, exactly. So how, how do you guys plan on being a team? Bowmore. 
decades of experience in Bomar. We're going to have to definitely get that uh, limo driver to hit a decent liquor store to get some high-end stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Get some scotch. All right. Well, there you guys go. Um, so tonight, after we finish recording, we are going to practice a doubles game with each other, and we'll have to post on how it how yeah. it goes on our next podcast. So you guys are also doing other gaming when you're there. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, we're doing the uh, Friday late night gaming uh, Star Wars Shatterpoint. Ooh, it's a sounds new game exciting. That came out in July or June. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun. I've got, oh, I think a game some point this weekend with Ray. Yeah, he's been talking about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot what night he scheduled it, but it's Sunday or Monday night. For a person who didn't go into the league, he's you've been dude, you've been getting more games than me. <laughs> it worked out that way. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so you you both of you are going to be in the. Sh- Shatterpoint Friday night thing, aren't you? Yes, we are. I I was talking to Robin about it, and then I didn't want to. I wasn't going to go into it because I'm like, oh, I don't really want to be the only one out on Friday night that's playing a game. Uh, and then Robin said she'd play too, but I got to teach her how to play. I'm like, hey, that's great. I mean, tickets were only ten dollars to get in, oh, so sweet. even if we didn't play, it's not a huge loss. Like, um, and the game I find very strategic and uh, competitive and fantastic myself. So. And you guys have your podcast, of course, Chatterpoint. Yes, uh, my good friend Ray and I have de- decided to, uh, we like the game so much and we're in love with Star Wars. Uh, we started a podcast called The Chatterpoint, where we talk about all things Star Wars Shatterpoint. I love the name. That is so cool. Y- you crushed it with that name. That was Robin. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Way to go, Robin. <laughs> yes, Sisters of the Storm. Yes, all credit goes to my wife for that one. I mean, when you, when I look at all the podcasts, because they're all they all try to be play on words, and uh, although uh, I think that's one of the best. Although I saw one, another Sigmar, nine inch fails. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That, that's amazing. I was like, oh man, I'm I had a lot of those the other day. <laughs> now I'm just a little jealous. Yeah, yeah, we didn't go with that first. Um, okay, so after this, we're going to get to the game, but we've got one more thing to talk about quickly before we do. Yes, we do. So some exciting things coming up in the community. Uh, we have the NWA, Northern West Alliance, playing against the Dice Guys, and what they're going to do is practice a world's team-type tournament. And I think they're going to play one game, but they're kind of fig- trying to figure it out, trying to see how this is going to work. Yeah, I'm excited because... Um, and it's happening Monday. I think as the as I start to pay more attention to the teams, the world teams, um, that's kind of on a bucket list maybe one day to obviously do better than two and three at a major event to get on that. But yeah, I, I would love to play at the world team someday. So that's kind of on my bucket list. So getting that exposure. So they want to figure that out. We aren't playing in it, but we were invited to, to show come. up and... Yes, and talk about it. Talk and trash and smack and yeah. drink some beer moses. Yes, I'm so excited about that. So we will have a podcast that's just going to showcase that. Dedicated on dedicated yes. to that uh, Dedicated to that event. The challenge, yeah. Yes. So, so excited. Cool. So um, thanks, Mike and Robin, for coming out. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for hosting.
Yeah, we love having you guys on here. Any final words or thoughts or shout outs or anything you want to say? I have a thought. I was thinking today, these guys started playing when they were teenagers. There's no teenagers playing Age of Sigmar right now oh. that I've seen, like at the store or in the tournaments. So how do we get how people? How do we reach that demographic? Right. Okay, so when we were teenagers and started playing, the game was a fuck of a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Now it's like, I want to get the starter set. Okay, here's $300. Okay, so you need to encourage kids by printing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll print some stuff on the DL. <laughs> Make some extra okay, money. good point. I never thought of that. Well, yeah, that is a good point. But yes, there has to be still a way to reach them. Because mm-hmm. the starter sets used to be like 100 bucks, maybe. And it was like, okay, well, that's a Christmas or birthday gift, and that got you into the game. Now it's like, mm. that's a fairly hefty investment for and i have to say once you get into the game you want more you want a lot more it's not cheap (laughs) no even because what's the starter now through two easy two if not three 260 or something yeah they're starting to creep up on three for and that and that gets you stuff you're really not going to use as evidenced by your list (laughs) yes (laughs) the other thing is if if younger people were able to play with armies that they have at stores and shops and that would be kind of nice so if Mm -hmm. people were going to donate yeah donate or just loan some of their old armies like we have a huge nurgle army sitting in the display case that well and i've got a well now i've got a second zinch army donated by matt that i'm going to pick and choose from but yeah there's a mountain of stuff there i mean everyone's got a spare so yeah we can absolutely it doesn't have to be the grognards playing anymore you're right we've got to get the young folk in yeah, good idea, Robin. So creative. Maybe we've got She's something to ideas. focus on there. <laughs> we need to just stand outside the schools and start like. <laughs> yes, would exactly. You like, would you like to play yeah. with the ogres? I on? think yeah. Roman and I could do that together. <laughs> yes, we, we could. could see if we <laughs> I mean, yeah, it definitely can't be Damon. He's already got that thing going on. <laughs> Excuse me, young man. Can you come over here and talk for a second? I Just don't do it in a white ogre. van. <laughs> <laughs> we got a table back here, son. You want to come play? Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Okay, okay so cut. not that. <laughs> yes. Not that. Not that. No. So there's. We're so excited. We have some other friends going with us. We're going to be catching a limo. Oh, I'm so excited. And we're going to make a few stops. And then we're going to walk down the Warhammer runway with mm. the wind blowing <laughs> or a breeze or a fan or something. And <laughs> I'm going to hire like a professional photographer we're here? We're going to have to because we really have to show. We have to. I, I'm picturing this in my head. I'm picturing what we're going to wear. And I'm picturing us just walking down with our little cart and our army on there. And yeah, I, I'm kind of like excited the, about the thing that. Where it's, you're coming down, the music's playing, then it flashes and you're slightly forwards. And <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely that. And then I'm picturing Damon with the fan so that our hair is blowing. <laughs> <laughs> so and I Michael's don't actually get to walk down with you on the fan guy? It'll be Robin and I first. And oh. then, oh, and then and they'll then, film us. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll film you two yeah, coming no, down. No, no, no. <laughs> Like this. Huh? You yeah. won't you won't need the fan though for both of your hair. Yeah, we'll have to either. fan ourselves. Because <laughs> <laughs> our jerseys will be blowing in the wind. That's yes, true. that's right. Yes. They're nice jerseys. I'm quite happy. We'll have to be very creative. <laughs> yes. So we've got some dudes' jerseys and oh, yeah, dudes t shirts and yeah, so we're so excited. 
All right. Any final thoughts, dude? Uh, no, looking forward to all the games this weekend. Super pumped. I want to get rolling some dice now. I'm all warmed up. Excellent. And I'm so excited about Monday. So NWA and Dice Guys. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Dudes of Sigmar in and Hi, it's Roma, and we are doing the post-game update. I think we are. All right. So <laughs> the game was really fun. It was great. Um, the guys had something yummy to drink. Okay. So uh, I think our listeners seem to know that... Um, Damon's an alcoholic. <laughs> The uh, discussion that we had, the original podcast was sponsored by Highland Park 12-Year Scotch. Oh, totally. And the game that we played after the fact was sponsored by Bumbo, uh, I think it was a seven-year rum. Strongly recommend. game report supported by Bumbo. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind GW. We're, we're not shilling for GW points anymore. We're shilling for Bumbo sponsorship. So the score was... Robin and I, Sisters of the Storm, scored a minor victory. It yep. was so amazing. It was a tie. It was a tie. Oh, and we got the grand strat, and you guys didn't, and so we got a minor victory. And we are so happy with that. We scored 22-22 each. Uh, we both did not get... You guys <laughs> didn't get two battle tactics. We didn't get one battle tactic, and, and we got a grand strat. Okay, these ladies gaslighted us. They promised it was only going to be a two-turn game. They made us play five, and we still pulled off a tie. And I got tricked into playing Age of Sigmar, so <laughs> 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 to be fair, you deserve a trick. Okay, you Robin, that was funny. You did tricked. You said you wanted to play. It was After COVID. I got tricked. It was COVID. It was different times. So the high <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the highlight of the game for you guys was when you were charging with Gotrek into the Fulminators. No, 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 no. The highlight for us is when we drank two thirds of a bottle. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Not when Damon blew on your dice? I mean, yeah, when Damon blew on my dice, it was pretty pretty hot. Yeah, but, so, uh, and so then I made an 11-inch charge out of yes. a 2-inch charge. Yes. So it was pretty special. A 2 to an 11 after blowing on the dice, yes, that was pretty incredible. And there was a lot of hooting and hollering, so it was great. But our first doubles game went really well. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm happy with that. We played Geomantic Pulse. This convinces me that the... Uh, Mike and I can pull off virtually anything in the doubles <laughs> tournament, <laughs> including a uh, epic stop at the liquor store on the way after the airport. And congratulations to the ladies. But you know, during we were just prepping for Vegas. We got to make sure that we're adequately lubricated for our games. All right, <laughs> high five! Thank you, gentlemen. Robin, would you like to make any other comments? Uh, just that the Griffhounds. Uh, we're reliable, just like oh, those are. Oh, the, the Griffhounds did amazing. They stayed on that one objective right till the end and scored us a battle tactic at you the same get time. More yes. Of those. yes, you should definitely get more yeah. of those. Griffhounds pulled through. Yay, Griffhounds. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, and thanks to for listening to our post-game update. Dudes of Sigmar, in and out. And so it was that the dudes would continue their journey through the mortal realms, forging ahead with a passion for the next great story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
Jesus.